Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York at the Bright Red Desk. Dot, 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 dot. Today is November 14th, 2021. The eclipses are here. <laughs> the eclipses are here. I always love when the eclipses gallop into our lives, and this particular set is a Scorpio Taurus set. So things emerging from the dark sea, that's first, a full moon, this week on the 19th in Scorpio. And then two weeks later, Sagittarian, galloping off to new adventures, starting new things. In my case, in the middle of the two eclipses, I'll be going down to Florida for my first winter in my summer, my winter home, my first winter in my winter home as a little snowbird. Uh, and that eclipse is at 12 Sagittarius, so 27 of uh, Scorpio Taurus this week, and then uh, 12 Sagittarius New Moon, excuse me, on the 4th of December. The eclipses are coming. Now, I don't know, but, and of course, New Moon to Fall, they're already here. So I had a couple of eclipses last week. I know people that had eclipses last week. Uh, My friend, one of my good friends is finalizing her divorce after four years. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Please, 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 tomorrow. Um, lots of changes. We'll see what's going on. Uh, new beginnings, new directions. And then, of course, I had the wonderful, wonderful joy uh, this weekend of um, a few years back in March of 19, May of 19, I and a group of 35 people, women mainly except for Fernando, went to um, Italy just Tuscany. We had a retreat in Tuscany, a week-long retreat, and one of the women from the retreat organized a little reunion. So I've seen a couple of them, you know, since we all were uh, there in Italy. So it was so much fun. We just laughed and laughed and laughed. We spent Friday night. We had a great meal, just wonderful restaurant, really good. I mean, I had linguine with clam sauce. I know I'm supposed not supposed to eat pasta, but it was a really good linguine. And then artichokes with sun-dried tomatoes and hearts of palm sautéed. Mm-mm-mm. And then we had strawberry rhubarb pie. <laughs> and then we had seven-layer caramel cake. And then the next day we went back on – I mean, I live in the city, so I didn't sleep over. We went back on Saturday. We had a wonderful time. Laugh, laugh, laugh. We threw tarot cards. We told stories. We just were howling. It was so much fun to be hanging out and laughing and carrying on and just having a wonderful time it was so clarifying it was so clearing it was so cleansing and I had a situation happen in my life where I was kind of a little surprised by some changes that were mentioned and I went oh okay so we talked about that deep soul conversations you know it was just was delicious so I think you know this is going to be a fun eclipse season you know it's really going to help people get clear those, I mean, I have a lot of planets in fixed signs, so I've been waiting for December for those changes, <laughs> and they seem to be rolling in now. So for the Scorpios who I've been, or the, and the Libras and the Scorpios, the Leos, the Tauruses, and the Aquariuses who I've been saying, hey, December, it could actually happen this month while the eclipses come rolling in, locking, you know, knocking things over and getting us excited and having us see things we hadn't seen in a while and asking us to make some choices. So the energy is very potent. Remember, Venus is way, 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 way out of bounds. So she's going to maybe do some stuff you're kind of surprised about. And this week she enters her shadow. And we know when a planet enters her shadow, she points out what she's going to be dealing with when we're doing the retrograde. And she helps us understand it on a deeper level. 
you know, what that looks like. And so there's a lot of energy going on with her this week as she enters her shadow and she says, okay, we're going to be revising and revisiting some things. And everybody goes, ooh, Venus. Now remember, 40 days of Lent. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. 40 days of Ramadan. Uh, 40 days of uh, Advent. You know, there's a lot of 40-day things. Actually, Advent's less than 40 days. Maybe it's not. I don't remember. But at any rate, 40 days, a lot of 40-day things. And that is Venus's retrograde time. So when she's retrograde, she's retrograde for 40 days. This particular upcoming retrograde is an inferior conjunction, which I like to call an interior conjunction because of Venus is between the sun and earth. But this week when she enters her shadow, and she enters her shadow on, um, where is my little Venus? She enters her shadow on the 15th. Um, she's going to have a sextile to Athena, so she's going to show you something. And then she's in her shadow till she goes retrograde and then till she goes direct and then she clears her shadow. So she's entering her shadow today. So the stuff that stops on the 15th, which is Monday, is all tied to um, your retrograde journey with her. So when we know that, we go, okay, you know, we're going to be working out some stuff. Got it. And Venus is out of bounds, so it's value, your purpose, what's of value to you, why is it of value to you, and what do you want to do about it? In the sky this week, there's an ear. Venus and Saturn and Athena are ear, which is a uh, configuration from Bruno and Louise Huber, which allows you to hear things. So it's a sextile between Venus and Athena, and they're going to have a perfection of that sextile. And Saturn is sitting on the midpoint of it. So he's kind of sitting right there going, I hear you. Now, he's in Aquarius, so you might not like what you hear. I had a conversation this weekend. I was talking to a friend on Friday, and and I'm like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And she goes, why do you keep saying you hear me? I said, because I hear you. I have to process now. I've heard you. Now I have to think about it because that's how I process Mercury years, and then I know I hear you, and then I think about it, and then I, after I think about it, I get to make some decisions. That's how my process works. But Saturn's on the ear. So he's hearing things about your value, Venus in Capricorn, out of bounds, versus palace, your strategic vision of what you're trying to do. You're going to hear things about that this week. That's an important thing to take into mind. Uh, the moons this week, as we're heading towards the eclipse on the full moon in Taurus, are a little intense, as one might imagine. Um, and so the moon is in Aries, you know, which is fiery and passionate and frisky and all that. And then it's going to go into Taurus which is a little more slow-moving, but the aspect is in opposition to the sun. And then, of course, it's going to go into Gemini. Uh, Gemini giving it a lot of energy around duality and choices and options and how we proceed. And so, basically, it's slow moons this week. We only have three of them, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, uh, with the full moon on Friday, which is the eclipse. So, in the, la- in the eclipse degree... Uh, 27, 14 Taurus, look in your chart, that eclipse degree is the pop of energy, and that's the last aspect the moon makes. So today, the Aries moon today is a moon square, uh, Pluto, always a little contentious, or a little, you know, a little hot under the collar, perhaps, or you might be accused of being hot under the collar, and then it goes into a Taurus, uh, and then we go into Gemini, and the Gemini moon is uh, Friday morning, 
9.30 in the morning through going void at 10.52 a.m. on the 21st, and the 10.52 is a trine to Jupiter. So the Friday, the Friday-Saturday energy is nice, but the beginning of the week leading to the eclipse is separating energies, kind of harsh, finding out things, figuring out stuff. The chart's moving into a bowl shape, B-O-W-L, which if you chart up for the day, you'll see all the planets are on one half of it. That usually means the chart's looking for a partner. When we meet a bull person, people with planets on one side, tends to be a little bit of a concentrated energy. And as the sun moves closer into the Capricorn and Aquarius planets, the bull will tighten. And eventually it will turn into a bundle when it gets uh, past, um, when it gets past, uh, what, 12 Capricorn, it'll be a bull. But right now it's a bull. So bulls have a balancing act that they're trying to fulfill, they're trying to do, they're trying to pull. So pull the chart. You'll see all of the planets are in one half of the bowl. Uh, And and as the Sun and the Mercury and the Mars get closer into there, they're going to go into Sag. Sun goes into Sag this week. It goes into Sagittarius on Sunday, the the 9.34 p.m. Actually, we'll have... The next podcast, the sun will go into Sag right after it, but I count the weeks, you know, Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Sunday to Monday. So anyway, next Sunday, the sun goes into Sag for 30 days. Um, and then at that point, you know, we kind of scooch the bowl a little, and it gets a little tighter until it gets into a bundle, and then it starts to open up again. Kind of fun. You know, it's kind of collapsing now and getting more intense, which, of course, our winter season's going to be very intense. But as we're heading towards it, we're moving forward. Uh, so that's kind of the energy of the week. It's pretty potent. Uh, most importantly is that full moon eclipse. So it's going to invite you to go back to the 19th of May of 2020. And then it's going to say, go back to the 19th of February of 2021. And then it's going to say, now you see the full moon. Because back on the 19th of May, the moon were in Taurus. So it started to grow things and build things. The sun was at twenty. The sun and moon were at twenty-seven Taurus. Then in February, the moon was at twenty-seven Taurus, and the sun was at uh, twenty-seven Aquarius, opening square, seeing things, figuring it out, working with it in a new way. And now we're going to the full moon. Dot 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 dot. And then we'll go in August of. August uh, 19th of 2022, we'll have the closing integrative psychological air for this. But this one's important because it's the eclipse. Now, we know eclipses happen when the sun is within 15 degrees of the nodes. People sometimes write, oh, my God, it's the eclipse, the eclipse. I'm like, yeah, but go back and think about what was going on in November 19th, 20th, Thanksgiving time-ish kind of, of 2022, 2002 rather, not 2022, 19 years ago, 2002, what was going on for you then? It'll be the same. It's a story changing, shifting, moving into some new form. And that's the energy of this full moon eclipse. So the full moon is the emotional, get the emotions, the passion, the excitement. And then we get to the new moon, which is the consolidation, the pulling together, the beginning in the new the new energy kind of seeding. Now this new energy is seeding at twelve of the mutable, which is on your uh, on your south node in the sky because it's mutable. But it's also think about where twelve is in your chart. Now my case it's in Sagittarius, it's in my tenth house. It's foreign. It's trips. 
So I'm going on a cruise, and hopefully you want to come with me. I'm doing a cruise this spring. I'll be putting information up on my website and sending out a newsletter about it this week. Um, and it's fun, and it's a health and healing cruise, and it'll be like we're cruising. And then we have um, we have food, we have astrology, we have tours. What what can be wrong with that? It sounds like a wonderful thing to me. So we're going to be doing that in March, and um, I'll be putting more information out and sending a newsletter out this week. But it, it's a great Christmas present for or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah present for your beloved who wants to learn more astrology and be on a cruise and eat good stuff. So we're, we're going to be doing that, and hopefully you find it uh, – interesting and fun and exciting and forward motion and that's going to be in march it's going to be the week of the 13th through the 20th again more information on my website and i'm mailing out but i wanted to put that on your christmas shopping list as an idea on this lovely moon in aries and this heading into the eclipse season so i'll put stuff up there it's you know out of miami uh cruising the eastern part of the caribbean and hopefully you'll want to come and if you don't, that's okay. Still have wonderful astrology, just not that week because I'll be on the cruise ship. Um, and I'm also going to be teaching, as I mentioned, in January. Again, more information about Sagittarius, my midheaven. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to start teaching in Florida, the Aquarian energy, and then the Virgo energy, which is the reading chart that's the New York energy. So I'm going to do more community work starting in January. So we'll be watching for teaching class information Again, in process, developing, modular, it'll be modular, and I'll be teaching to the NCGR and the uh, ESAR and the AFA uh, curriculum, because they're the three certifying bodies, they have a curriculum, I'll be teaching to that curriculum, and it'll be modular, you can stop in and do a little, you can stop in and do a lot, uh, and with uh, working on a website and testing protocol for it. So that'll be happening starting in January. So mark the calendar for that. I'll give a couple lessons with Anne to my favorite astrologer listener. So we've got these two things coming, the cruise in March, the week of the 13th through the 20th of March, that week out of Miami. And then um, that'll be up on the website and more information about the school, which is I don't really know if it's a school, but courses. But it's coming. We're in process. Zoom, the energy shifts. Uh, so as I change homes, I'm going to have a new job. I'm going to do more teaching, which is good. And um, off we go. So hopefully those are things you can add to your list, add to your Christmas list. Always makes a great present uh, to give a present that is educational instead of polluting. You're helping with global warming when you do this. Um, so that's the energy of that kind of stuff. And then we're going to look forward and think about what the new story is. Um, and I was very excited about it because I hung out with the Italy people. We had such a good time on that tour, um, or that we did a week in Tuscany. We didn't, I toured before and after with some friends, but we really had a good time. So, um, so now we can go on a cruise. <laughs> or we were talking Northern Lights next year, too, like going to see the Northern Lights in, in Iceland. So well, things ahead. Things are coming. Because <sighs> we're not locked up anymore. Yay, yay. All right, so let's talk about the week. We'll do the moons first because they're easy. There's only three of them. Um, so today the moon is in Aries, uh, and it is um, – where am I? Here we are. The moon's in Aries. Uh, went into Aries this morning at 10.48 a.m., 
It will be in Aries all day today. It will be in Aries Monday the 15th. It will go void at 10.15 a.m. on the 16th. It will be void all day. And it goes into Taurus at 9.18 p.m. on the 16th. So it's basically void that afternoon. The closing aspect on the 16th is a moon square Pluto. Uh, The moon in Taurus from the evening of the 16th, Tuesday night, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, goes void at 3.47 a.m., middle of the night with a full moon, uh, the opposition. And then it goes into Gemini, 9.33 a.m., on Friday morning. That is the lunar eclipse. That's also Joe Biden's birthday. This eclipse is on his birthday. So that, of course, brings up, we'll see what it brings up for Joe, but it'll bring up some stuff for sure. That's what eclipses do. And then it goes into Gemini at 9.33 a.m. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, goes void at 10.52 a.m. on the 21st, again, East Coast time. Moon in Gemini, trine Jupiter in Aquarius. Moon is void all day long on the 21st. Goes void at 10.52 a.m. Goes into Cancer at 10.33 p.m. So we have an all-day void moon on the, the 21st, and we have a mostly all-day void moon on the 16th. So that means those are good days for working on continuing projects, not necessarily doing new things, but continuing on existing projects, don't launch new stuff, but work on things. It's also when the moon is void, nothing really comes of it. So it's always helpful to have those conversations and to do those things. But a lot of times there isn't a, um, uh, a lot of times there isn't an outcome necessarily with that. And you know, if you know that, it just makes it easier because you're not looking for an outcome. I remember when I was working at Pepsi. My boss, Kevin, had me on this project, and every single meeting we had was a void moon. And I'd say, Kevin, it's a void moon. Nothing's going to come of it. Can I skip the meeting? Because I had other work to do. He's like, no, we have to go. The meeting's happening. We have to go. We go. We sit there three hours with 20 people. Do nothing. I'm like, why do we all have to sit here? And How much money is being spent in this room in salaries? I mean, meeting after meeting after meeting. And every single one was a void moon. I mean, it was like they were scheduling them on them. And I said, nothing's going to come of this. Why do I have to go? He goes, you have to go because it's your project. I'm like, oh. And he would come to some of them. Most of them he came to because he was kind of a, he was a tourist. He liked to know about what was going on. Liked to control things. I'll be more direct. And, uh, of course, he comes over to me at one point. He goes, uh, the project got canceled. I do not want to hear anything about void moons. <laughs> and I kind of looked at him and I went, okay. <laughs> so with these long void moons, don't start stuff. But you can do things like mail off your taxes because you don't want anything to come of it, right? I'm going to mail off my lease renewal because I don't want any problems to come of the fact that I have a place in Florida and a place in New York. Use the void moons judiciously. So we have those. So Aries is about me. Taurus is about mine. And Gemini is about ours. And we communicate and shift. So, And again, the eclipse is very potent in terms of the Donald Day. Uh, that would be the 17th, probably, because that's the day that Mars is opposite Uranus. So that's kind of an unexpected day. Um, and, of course, it's just the eclipses, so the whole week can be emotionally fraught. And then the 21st is pretty rocking. A lot of emotional energy on the 21st, which is Sunday. So those would be my DB days, my Donald Landford days, uh, in terms of intensity because uh, the moon in Taurus is also going to be uh, squaring Uranus, opposing Mars, setting off Saturn. That's the 17th. So the 17th is kind of rocking and rolling. But the rest of the week is pretty calm. But it is eclipses. 
So eclipses are unpredictable. Things happen you didn't anticipate, but now that they happened, you go, okay, I'm good with that. Let's shift and change. Let's go with the flow. And it is on the south node, so there will be leaving and departing, leaving and departing energy on this. Uh, because you're going to be like, oh, okay, you don't want to do that anymore? Okay, I'm good. And everybody rolls. Uh, the 14th, uh, we're going to look at the sun now. The sun goes from 22 Scorpio to 0 Sag. Now remember, when he goes from 22 to 0, he's going to wake up everything in your chart that has the degrees of 22 to 0, right? So up to 29 and shift. Um, again, he moves a degree a day, so you can kind of figure out where he's going to be every day. The sun is also square Jupiter which is a lot of energy around expanding and new ideas, a little over the top sometimes. That's on the 15th. And then he has a nice, juicy little sextile to Pluto where he gets to figure out um, some kind of partnering or growing energy that he wants to grow things, wants to move things in a new way. And then he also has the sun going into Sagittarius, and that happens on the 21st at night. So we'll talk about it again next week. Sun also has a parallel to Saturn, which means he unites with Saturn. He also has a quintile. So a parallel means he unites and works with Saturn. He goes, okay, I recognize that limitation. I get it. And then a quintile, that actually means that's good because that allows me now to do this. So you're going to want to watch the limitations that come into your week, into your world this week as good. You want to look at them and go, well, that's limiting that or restricting that, or stopping that, which then allows me to go do this, which I really didn't have the energy to do, but now I do. Now I have the space, now I have the time, now I have the purpose. Mercury this week is running from 13 Scorpio to 24, so he's going along a pretty good clip, two degrees a day. And he, like the sun, has a, uh, had, sun had a trine to Neptune last week, uh, Mercury has one this week, so he trines the sun, and he says, oh, this looks really kind of fun. I think this sounds good. Uh, the, the sun had the trine to Neptune on Friday, for those of you who track how Mercury and the sun dance. So the sun trined Neptune on Friday, and he said, okay, I see this deep story. And then Mercury trines Neptune uh, this week, and he kind of pushes us into a different shape. Um, then Mercury goes and squares Jupiter like the sun squares Jupiter on the 15th. Mercury is going to square Jupiter on the 20th. So whatever the sun sees on the 15th, he says to Mercury, here's the deal. Let's go do it. Let's go. Contract, contract. It's, it's, it's really a good week for closing deals. And I do say that even though this, there's an eclipse because eclipses are faded events. Some people go, oh, don't do anything on an eclipse. I'm like, well, you have to look at the nature of the eclipse and this eclipse is kind of fun, right? So if you cast the chart for the eclipse, which is, um, hang on, it is uh, 3, 5, 7 a.m. on the 19th, you'll see that that eclipse has a Libra rising. This is for the East Coast. Has a Libra rising, has our lovely little Venus out of bounds. So she's the boss of the chart. She's out of bounds, and she's in the third house of deals, contracts, and ideas. Pluto's down at the fourth house which is really a 24 cap, very fundamental. And then we have Mercury, Sun, and Mars kind of at the second house opposite the moon in the eighth. So a lot of exciting energy, and it's also just right past when Mars on Wednesday has blown up Uranus, which we haven't gotten to yet. But Mars is going to blow up Uranus, stimulating the new moon energy from two weeks ago when the moon and the sun were opposite. 
Uranus, and then Mars is going to come along and go, you know what we talked about on that new moon on the 4th? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to blow you up now. And <laughs> and Mars Mars blows up Uranus. And everybody goes, wow, that was dramatic. And he's like, I know, I'm supposed to blow him up. That's my job, I'm Mars. So this week has a little bit of a blow up. When that That's the Wednesday, that's the Donald Day. And that Wednesday, whatever that is, a lot of swirling energy, a lot of faded events, a lot of setup for stuff. And we go, okay, got it. So we go back to Jupiter, uh, back, I'm sorry, back to Mercury. Mercury trines Neptune, as I mentioned, on the 18th, and then he's going to square Jupiter on the 20th, and then he's going to have a sextile to Pluto on the 21st. So he's mimicking the sun. What the sun does in the beginning of the week around consciousness, Mercury does around communication at the end of the week. So the sun is making decisions. And the sun's in Scorpio. He's in the last decan of Scorpio, which is an intense place because he's in the cancer decan. So he's like, well, what, you know, I get I'm here about transformation. I know when I'm in the Pisces decan, which is from 10 to 15, 10 to 20, it's all about expansion. But now I'm in the cancer decan this, this week, and it's all about, well, what is it I really want to grow? And why do I want to grow it? So there's a lot of growth energy with that, with that Scorpio in the last degrees of, the sun in the last degrees of Scorpio. Venus this week, out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds, way out. She's way out there. She is at uh, 28 and 30 minutes. It's very far out. 23, 27 is out of bounds, so she's way out there. Um, and you can see her when you go look for her in the sky. She's really askew. <laughs> we mean that in the nicest way. We don't want to say mean things about Venus. She gets upset when we call her out on stuff. But, um, but yeah, you got to get up early in the morning to see her because um, she's, uh, she's following the sun. Um, you can also see her, I guess, at sunset. Yeah, she'd be pretty bright at sunset, so you guess you don't have to get up early in the morning to see her. Um, so Venus this week goes from 8 Capricorn to 13, and the only thing she does is she trines Uranus on the 19th on the eclipse, and she has a really strategic understanding of things on the 15th when those other guys all land. So she's saying, okay, well, that got broken. What are we going to do with it? You know how, like, that happens. Stuff gets broken, and you go, do I want to glow it, glue it or do I want to throw it out? Um, I would suggest there's a possibility of gluing it into some new shape or some new form, maybe making mosaics with it. But it's also understanding that something broke so, or something's breaking on these eclipses. And once it's broken, you aren't going back. You know, it's these are pretty potent energies. This is a Scorpio Taurus. You know, when you dig a trench in the ground, it stays there. Uranus is in Taurus. Scorpio comes along and blows it up. Mars comes along and blows it up. Mercury came along and blew it up. Sun's coming along, going to blow it up. Those are all, they're seeing things, changing things, shifting things, all big. So Mars, as I mentioned, is opposite Uranus. He's also contraparallel Uranus, which makes it even more potent because the contraparallel acts like a super-duper opposition. So the opposition, the contraparallel happens early in the morning on the 17th, and the opposition happens at 1222 on the 17th. So there's that 17th is a really loaded day. And also Mars is coming along. Now, remember, we've already had Venus through there. We've had the Sun through there. We've had Mercury through there. So they've all chatted already. <laughs> and now Uranus is like, he's answering to the out-of-bounds Venus. 
So he's like, well, that's how you feel about it. Okay, I'm good. I'm gone. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. You know, got to go. Go play that Me and Bobby McGee song by Janis Joplin. And it, 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 it it's a real interesting week. So it's got the separation, got this eclipse. It's got an aha moment, got a big surprise in it. Um, I always like weeks like this, even though they make me a little nervous looking at the astrology of it. But it also is like, yeah, that could be really interesting. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's the big guys. That's the big excitement of the week. We also have Jupiter sextiling Eris on the 18th. Now remember, Eris and, Eris, Eris and Pluto have been having a square um, for uh, two years. <laughs> and so this week uh, they have a little contretemps because Jupiter sextiles Eris and says to her girlfriend, so like, what's been going on? And that's on the 18th. And girlfriend sits down and she goes, let me tell you what's been going on. And they have a little chat. Now remember, Jupiter is the wise guru. He's about about to go into Pisces. But he's talking to Eris and just saying, oh, that's what happened, huh? That's what happened, huh? So there's a lot of um, reveals. You know, I know we're, we're in Scorpio. Scorpio likes to tell us stuff. Likes to say, did you know about that? And we go, I, you know, I didn't, but, you know, that connects the dots now that you're saying that. And we also have Venus, uh, Athena, Juno, rather, going into Capricorn. Uh, to, this happens the 14th, so that's, uh, that was today. Uh, and she went into Capricorn this afternoon around 3.23. So interesting energy, uh, changes and releases around the home on the 19th. Um, Vesta goes into Sag. Oops, what did you do, Remo? I know, don't go knocking things over. The cat just knocked things over when I said Vesta's on the south node. What'd you knock over? All right, at any rate, Remo's saying it's time for dinner. Um, so I'll wish you a good week. Also, this week, I'm going to a premiere to Monday night for Tick, Tick, Boom, which opened in theaters on Friday, and it will open on Netflix on the 19th, and I totally, totally encourage you to watch this movie. It's about my good friend John Larson's uh, first rock monologue been turned into a movie directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it's basically a Saturn return story. Fear or love, baby, which do you prefer? Ask the birds. Action, speak louder than words. Uh, cages are, cages are, you know, it's just, watch it. It's really good. And it's got Andrew Garfield just for the cute factor. Um, and Vanessa Hudgens, we love her too. And um, it opens on the 19th. So uh, sign up for Netflix, go find it in a movie theater near you. Um, it's gotten pretty good reviews. And I'm going to the premiere tomorrow night, which I'm very excited about. But also, it's it's a really, 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 it's my favorite. I mean, I love Rent. Rent's one of my favorite things in the world. But this is my absolute favorite because I used to see it when he was performing in these little dives, for lack of a better word, all over the city, you know, trying to find somebody to listen to his music. So it's a great piece for artists. It's a great piece for trusting your trusting your interview and doing it great piece for what do you pick fear or love you always pick love not fear even though you're 100 percent fear um forward we go so wishing you a absolutely wonderful wonderful eclipse season ride the energy mark your calendars if you want to go on a cruise more information coming on that cruise in march of 2022 march 17th through the 20th it'll be fun and uh off off we go uh have a great eclipse and a wonderful day.
Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.